This is Ephraim Zimbalist Jr. of the FBI television series. What's in a name? You already know that your rank of petty officer is the Navy equivalent of non-commissioned officer in the other services. But did you know that your name, Stephen, is of Greek origin and signifies a crown or garland? You're probably familiar with the two common spellings, but did you also know that the Russians have a form of your name that is spelled S-T-E-F-A-N? What's in a name? Plenty. Next, the golden days of radio. This is Frank Brzee welcoming you to the golden days of radio. Great moments from radio programs of the past with the world's most famous personalities. Those memorable moments when everyone listened to enjoy the make-believe world of radio. On this program, we are featuring an all-comedy show starring Eddie Cantor, George Burns and Gracie Allen, Bob Hope and Bing Crosby, Jimmy Durante and Gary Moore, plus some funny moments with Spike Jones and his orchestra. And now here's the opening from the program that was rated number one on radio during a good part of the 40s. Our weekly guest, Dinah Shore, the sportsman, Cookie Fairchild's orchestra, Alan Reed, Frank Nelson, yours truly, Harry Von Zell, and starring your man Friday, Eddie Cantor. And from a Cantor show in 1942, this sequence. How do you do, sir? Uh, I'd like to buy some jewelry. You have an appointment? <laughs> an appointment? Who do you think you are, a butcher? <laughs> uh, tell me, Mr. Barkley, uh, what is the most expensive thing you have here in the store? Well, we have a lovely charm bracelet for $200,000. It's a Tiffany creation. What is it? A charm bracelet for $200,000? What's hanging on it? Mr. Tiffany. <laughs> Well, look, uh, uh, I, I don't want to appear... 200000 that's a little higher than I expected to go. How high will you go? <laughs> I can hardly leave the ground. <laughs> Have you got anything for around, uh, let's say, 25 bucks? <laughs> Wait, I look in the wastebasket. <laughs> How would you like this locket? What, what do you mean? That broken down, tarnished old locket for my wife? A woman who has given me the best years of her life? A woman for whom I run up the stairs to pucker up and kiss? I used to? A woman who took me from nothing and made me what I am today? And I should give her that broken down locket? You can have it for $18. Wrap it up. <laughs> And here's that team again, the comedy of George Burns and his zany wife, Gracie Allen. Well, Gracie, say hello to everybody. Hello, everybody. <laughs> what do I do now? Well, just make something up, you know. Oh, all right. I'll make up a riddle. I'll give you three chances, and if you can't guess it, you win. If I can't guess it, I win? Well, what happens if I guess it? Well, uh, then it's a tie. It's a tie? Now, what's the difference? Just a minute, Gracie. Uh, this one is on me. A fellow was in a restaurant. He ordered spinach, mashed potatoes, and cheesecake. How did I know that he was a soldier? 
Um, oh, is that the one where the fella had on a uniform? Yeah, that's very good, George. Tell us. What I'd like to know is how do I allow myself to get mixed up into these things? <laughs> oh, that's very funny. Now, I'll make one up. Not only can I make up riddles, George, I can also tell you what you're thinking about. I'm a mind reader. Listen, Gracie, is there anything that phases you? I don't think so. Uh, no. All right, now, think of something. Well, all right, I'm thinking. Uh, is it green? Is what green? Does it hang from the ceiling and whistle? Does what hang from the ceiling and whistle? Uh, does it run along the floor and sing? Listen. Uh, does it climb up buildings and swim? Just a minute. I thought you said that you could read my mind. Well, George, how can I read your mind if you keep on asking me all those silly questions? I'm asking Listen, let's talk about something else. Well, Gracie, I'm sorry to hear about your missing brother. Oh, that's too bad, George, because my brother's missing, too. The only difference between you and me is that I have the power of mind over matter, and you have no mind, and it doesn't seem to matter. <laughs> oh, I've got to tell that to all the girls. Never mind. I still would like to know, how is your brother? My brother? Oh, well, I think they ought to open up all the prisons. It would help prosperity. Wait a minute, that's the wrong answer. No, that's the right answer, but you asked the wrong question. <laughs> Another comedy team made a series of motion pictures, and once in a while they appeared together on the radio. Of course, each of them is also fairly well known as a single performer. The crooner and the ski nose, Bing Crosby and Bob Hope. Thank you. Good evening, ladies wait, and gentlemen. Wait, wait, wait. They know me. I took it on ad in all the papers. They saw it. Yeah, I saw it. I saw it. I saw your ad. It says, Comedian. Will meet audience anywhere willing to travel. <laughs> I ran it right, right next to your ad. Barry Fitzgerald, come back. I need you signed. Old Choir Boy. <laughs> Old Choir Boy. Now back up. Will you let me introduce you right? Yeah, actually. Will you? Yeah. Let me introduce you right. What could you say about me that hasn't been said before? Well, I could tell the truth. On the air? <laughs> This man lives more recklessly than Gussie Moran. Bob, <laughs> well, we ought to get into some entertainment now. You know, something like a song. You think it's in order? Oh, good. You know, good. you're my... <laughs> oh, good. Good. You're my favorite singer, and I call you a singer because you're built just like a sewing machine. You are. Jazzy, <laughs> it's time for a song, and just to show you I'm not an old piggy, I'm going to let you sing with me. That doesn't prove anything, but if I... <laughs> You cut me into a song. <laughs> this is my night. <laughs> if I knew you were coming, I'd have baked the cake. Baked the cake. Baked a big fat cake. If I knew you was coming, I'd have baked the cake. How'd you do? How'd you do? How'd you do? Had I dropped you a letter, would you hire a band? I got the greatest band in the whole darn land. Had I dropped you a letter, would you hire a band? And spread the welcome mat for me. Now I don't know where you came from, cause I don't know where you've been. But it really doesn't matter. Get a chair, fill your platter, and dig, dig, dig right in. If you knew I was coming, you'd have had a meal. Seven courses, mostly horse. Yeah, now. If I was coming, you'd have had a meal. How'd you do? How'd you do? How'd you do? If we'd have known you were coming, we'd have baked the cake. Baked the cake. Baked the cake. If we'd have known you were coming, we'd have baked the cake. How'd you do? How'd you do? Had you dropped 
Another team that was matched up for radio during the 40s had the affectionate title of the nose and the haircut, Jimmy Durante and Gary Moore. Ladies and gentlemen, the advent of vacation time draws nigh apace. I stuck that in when the writers wasn't looking. <laughs> and in keeping with the season, Mr. Gary Moore will now present a special vacation travelogue entitled Around the World in 90 Days or... Take a trip for ourselves. <laughs> we lose more sound men that way. Yeah, carry on, James. Pray do, Junior. Meanwhile, I must run home and get a handkerchief. I just saw Lucille ball. No. <laughs> I leave now, leaving the audience hysterical. Thank you very much, James. And ladies and gentlemen, get the walk on that Durante, will you? <laughs> wearing a new pair of shoes. <laughs> but my friends, worldwide tourist travel is now available for all of us. So tonight I'm opening the Gary Moore Travel Bureau featuring a brand new attraction, Trips Around the World by Blimp. Oh, that sounds peachy. <laughs> Can I buy the first ticket? <laughs> well, aren't you nice? You brought your own blimp. <laughs> Okay, but your gondola's dragging. However, come with me, young man, as I give you a preview of the world's vacation spot. Oh, Pip Dandy. After a few hours flying time, we find ourselves soaring over beautiful Spain. As we fly low, we see a friendly native woman smiling up at us. And with a happy grin on her face, she calls out a friendly greeting. Ah, drop dead! <laughs> Just a moment, madam. Just a moment. Whom are you? I am a Spanish dancer. They call me Old Fandango. Well, fan your old dango someplace else. <laughs> We're on a tour here. I don't like Spain much. Couldn't we try Italy? Well, it's your money, young man. So... Turning a sharp left, we find ourselves landing in beautiful Italy. Ah, Italy... In the words of the famous poet, what a tangled web we weave when we spill spaghetti up our sleeve. <laughs> Louis Prima. And in a few minutes, in a few minutes, we find ourselves flying over famed Vesuvius. Vesuvius? Vesuvius. Oh, thank you, Vesuvius. <laughs> and as we look down, as we look down to the yawning crater of Vesuvius, 
we hear a strangely familiar voice. And in conclusion, my friends, I say thank you very much. Uh, what do you know? Henry Wallace is making a speech down there, too. <laughs> but continuing on our way, we soon arrive... We, we soon arrive in the Swiss Alps, where we stop only long enough to try out the famous echo. Oh, gee whiz, let me hear you try it. Okay, I'll try the echo. <clears throat> Hello, up there. Hello, up there. <laughs> it's nice to see you. It's nice to see you. <laughs> we bring you bountiful felicitations and grandiose platitudes on this extremely exuberating, exhilarating, and unctuous occasion. Now, wait a minute. We got a union. <laughs> Thank you again, Marjorie Maine. Let's get out of here. I don't like a country that talks back at you. <laughs> it's your money, young man. So... Heading northward again, we set out for England, going slightly out of our way to pass over the beautiful land of Holland. Oh, looky. There's a beautiful little Dutch girl down there. Yes, Sarah. Have you ever kissed a girl in wooden shoes? Wooden shoes? Yes, I would. Wooden shoes. <laughs> You know, we have the makings of another Abbott and Costello here. But upon reaching England, we set our blimp down lightly opposite historic Westminster Abbey, where we pause to listen to the famous tones of Big Ben as it tolls the hour. It's two o'clock. Ruin watch time. Rather. For including that joke in the program, friends, they're going to send us a free Westminster Abbey. <laughs> and... With this little gem of sophisticated humor, we head back for the States, our little vacation preview completed. Now, young man, if any of the places we saw appeal to you as a vacation spot, I'll be glad to sell you the ticket. Oh, goody. Now, here's my whole life saving, $35. $35? Yes, now tell me, for that much, where could I go? Across the bay from Bengal, across the sea from Siam. I got news for you, kid. Where can I go? Across the alley from the Alamo. One of my favorite comedians is Lawrence Welk. I mean, I think he's real funny just from the way he talks. Here's what he said the evening I asked him if he minded all the spoofs done about his voice and his orchestra. How do you feel about the parodies that have been done in the past? Now, uh, Stan Freeberg, who is very talented, uh, has done parodies about the, the Lawrence Welk Orchestra, and other comedians have, too. Mm -hmm. Do you feel upset when you hear that? Or well, I think that people expect me to feel upset about it. Uh, however, I don't, because uh, I, I think I have grown up in, in the many years I've been in the business where I have an understanding, and I think this is America. Mm -hmm. uh, it doesn't make no difference whether it's just someone that's uh, successful and, and as sure as he's successful, they're going to do a takeoff on him. That's right. And this is also true to our great people, uh, the presidents and so on. Okay, Lawrence, here's what Spike Jones and company did with their takeoff of your orchestra and 77 Sunset Strip. This is a one, a two, Sunset Strip. My name is... I'm a private... I... 
To be a private eye today, you don't have to know the criminal code. You don't have to be tough. You don't even have to own a gun. All you need is a good ear for music. And that's why I happened to be heading out to Slick Pier the other day to see that famous band leader, Lawrence Takato. It took me quite a while to get there. His ballroom was way out. His music wasn't. I needed something different, a style of music that no one would steal. And I thought staccato might be the answer. When I pulled up to Slick Pier, I was greeted by the parking lot attendant. Greetings, Daddy-o. Welcome to Squaresville. Gookie, I didn't know you dug polka music. Like the least. But you know, man, I need the bread. After all, Dad, I'm not only a fender bender, I'm also the first singer to bring back talking records. <laughs> Incidentally, Gookie, how do I get into this polka palace? Just follow the bubbles, Dad. They're the only things around here that aren't square. Careful with the T-bird. The brakes need adjusting. Crazy, Dad. These wheels are the skizziest. Well, Subshark could always sell it to Lloyd Bridges. When I walked into the ballroom, Lawrence and the band were busy rehearsing for his TV show. Thank you, Myron Chlorine, for that wonderful accordion solo. It was wonderful. And now here's our lovely little near beer lady. A three, a two. <laughs> I dream of Johnny, who is so debonair. He has such charm and reeks with savoir faire. <laughs> I love his smile and his naughty wink. I'd marry him tomorrow if he just didn't drink. Excuse me, I'll be right back. Well, thank you, friends. Um, that was our lovely little near beer lady, a girl who really has a head on her shoulders. Um, little humor there. Um, uh, fellas, I got to see someone, so uh, Rocky, will you rehearse the band? Here's the sheet music for the Linen Sisters, a new number. Um, uh, too young to smoke in bed. Too young, too young, too young to smoke in bed. To escape the music, Lawrence and I met in his dressing room. I introduced myself. My name is... 
I didn't quite catch the name. I said my name is... Oh, yeah, you're... I've seen you on M, Esquire. It was obvious he had his private eyes crossed, but that was unimportant. I was desperate. I needed music for my show in the worst way. And when you need music in the worst way, Staccato's your man. I was just about to wrap up the deal when suddenly... Well, what happened to Rocky? Another one of our tenors choked to death right in the middle of the big bubble finale. Magali mm, gee whiz, um, what'll we do? Um, that's the eighth tenor we've lost this week. Now we've only got the three left. Mm. I volunteered to help and immediately began to reconstruct the crime. First, I started the bubble machine. Lawrence, it's just as I thought. Do you notice a strange odor in the ballroom? Please, no wisecracks about the music. Lawrence, the case is solved. Those bubbles are full of poison gas. Every time a tenor hits a high C, the note pops a bubble. I can't believe it. Who would want to break up such a happy family? I thought to myself, the murderer had to be someone who doesn't like tenors. And that would narrow it down to about 150 million people. This case could keep me here all night. Then it came to me. Lawrence, I know who the murderer is. Uh, who, um... There's your murderer. <laughs> your near beer lady. Yeah, your near beer lady. <laughs> well, heavens to Betsy, um, why did you kill all those tenors? Um... Because... <laughs> I'm the star of the show, and no one, no one's going to sing higher than me. And no one's going to get higher either. <laughs> That's right. What am I going to do with her? What else? Throw her in the jug. Well, I don't have to tell you that Lawrence's music was an instant success on my show. He wrote a new theme song called, I'm Dancing with Tear Gas in My Eyes. And our television show is back on the jukeboxes again. So if you're not doing anything next week at this time, you can always find me at... Lawrence Toccato's... A one, a two, Sunset Strip. up this edition of the golden days of radio i hope you've enjoyed the past half hour here's a fact from uncle sam's almanac today the united states is second to no one in space travel and exploration leading the world in manned flights and scientific space achievements that's the american way this is frank brzee in hollywood california inviting you to join me next time for more great moments from radio programs of the past This is the United States Armed Forces Radio Service.